0: i your cancel bro.
1: And we're back. Welcome once again to another episode of Mike, Mike, and Oscar taking a slight detour from the Oscars slight? coverage into. Well, I mean, look. <laughs> arguably, this is still a film eligible for Oscars in 2023, right? I am your co-host, Mike. Wow. This is co-host also Mike and a third co-host, our our favorite recurring guest, Amanda of Swell Entertainment. Michael uh, oh. Leatherface, cha- Chainsaws, Texas.
0: Yay! I can't believe you guys made me do this, but Amanda, <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back to the show.
2: Thank you. I, for those of you that are unaware, I am obsessed with horror movies, but I particularly love slasher films, including I, Bubba Sawyer has a special place in my heart and I knew they were gonna ruin the character of Leatherface, but I was not prepared for the way that they just completely fundamentally misunderstood the character in this movie. <laughs> and so I appreciate the mics for letting me come on and just yell into a microphone for an <laughs> hour.
1: Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. let's, let's, like I alluded to at the end of our last episode, I appreciate you being very nice about it, and very PC about it, I was sent a threatening text message a couple weeks ago <laughs> that said, I'm coming on the show to talk about the new Texas Chainsaw, so let's get that straight, you demanded to be here, but we're happy to have you.
2: I mean, I'm giving you content, I don't understand why you're complaining, I'm filling up your lineup, I'm padding your numbers.
1: <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm I'm happy to take a break from the Oscars coverage to talk about stuff like this. And I feel like you and I are starting to corrupt Mike mm. with the awful horror genre because, Amanda, you and I both have an affinity for it. Mike never really has, and like slowly but surely he's coming around to see the glorious ineptitude of it all, Mike. Is that oh, a fair it thing was, to
0: say? It was glorious and inept, <laughs> both to equal measures oh, of... Oh my god! It just the schlockiness of this one. This is going to be fun to talk about because it is so bad and yet so good at at, at moments of it. Like I don't know what's wrong with me because I like mm-hmm. some parts of it. Like I like full sequences of, of this movie yeah. very much.
2: Yeah. No. See. Yeah. See. My my whole thing is that if it wasn't. Leatherface, if it wasn't called Texas Chainsaw Massacre, if they didn't sell it as a direct sequel to the original one from the 70s, this would be a tolerable Mm -hmm. movie. This would be even, potentially, I would call it fun bad, potentially, because I'd just be like, oh, what's Mm -hmm. this dude doing? What's his deal? There's no character personality (laughs) here whatsoever, but you know, it's fun. He's killing people, okay? But no, they had to tout that this was a direct sequel, which then ruins the rest... The entirety of the movie.
1: <laughs> I mean, if this was like 8th grade 2, then it would have been better. I agree. <laughs> if they didn't try to tie oh it into the lore. Oh, my God. That's, that... <laughs> All
3: right. Let's, oh let's,
1: let's get the oscar stuff out of the way first. And tongue-in-cheek, we're not going to look at Texas Chainsaw like it's an Oscars movie. We're... I mean, I hope it's not at least for 2023's years in film.
0: It's not. Anyway. I, I, look, yeah. we could, you don't have to have any caveats. Yeah, stop. You don't it's have not. to stutter through no. your intro here. It's not. You don't think it's going to be up for it's Best VFX? Okay, absolutely fine. not.
2: You're joking, right? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? What did they focus on for more than 0.5 seconds of frame time? Are you kidding me?
1: <laughs> best uh, coping with PTSD through use of a firearm? No. Oh my God! No, uh, no. incorrect.
2: Also Excuse incorrect. Me? <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Right. This movie's going to be... My hands but, are... Like, you can't see, but I'm literally, like, like clawing at the air. Like, I'm trying
1: to... Like, well, I wish you had as much passion. I wish the, the Academy gave you a reason to be as passionate about the host. But last time you were on, to get the Oscar stuff out of the way at the top here, we talked about what they could do for a host to get you excited, to get people your age and your demographic coming in and tuning in and watching. And since then, the Academy has announced that Regina Hall... Amy Schumer and Wanda Sykes are going to be this three-woman, three-headed host for the Academy Awards this year. I just want your thoughts and someone your age's thoughts. And, I mean, I I did don't think it's going to be these, enough of a lore you, to get did you, you, did you in. just
2: compare these beautiful, talented women to a Hydra from ancient Greek? Hydra. Don't get me canceled. <laughs> yes, don't, get me
1: canceled. <laughs> don't get me canceled. Don't
2: get me canceled. Wow, Mike. I, I, I thought higher. Mike, I thought higher of you. I'm surprised. Wow.
0: Does, does that do? Walk anything it back. For let's you? let's make them walk it back here. Swell. It's no, a hydra I'm comedy. standing by.
1: I'm standing by. It's a cerebrus. A cerebrus of hosts. No, it's even
0: worse.
2: That's not even okay. Wow.
0: That's the d- dog
2: the demon from call hell. Them bitches. That's right. Wow. That's
1: right. This is the serious finale of Mike, Mike, and Oscar.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, no.
1: Does the casting of the host do anything for you or your, or your demo? I mean, I can't imagine it does, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Not
2: on particularly, that. but again, I don't watch for, I would be more interested in seeing them take their time and show every single categories like, on TV. You know, I'd be more, that's what I'd be more interested in, is every single category getting screen time versus, like, comical bits and skits and things like that and just, like... I don't know. I don't like when they try to, okay. I don't like when they try to make grand sweeping political uh, messages. But then also like mm. the Oscars themselves, they like clean out the homeless encampments. They displace. It's mm. it's detrimental to a lot of things in the area. Like I just like, it's it's very like, speaking of mask Off, but like it's like, I don't know, it's like, (laughs) oh, look at us. But then also don't look at everything we did to get to the this is us portion, you know? So that's where I have questions and I'm like, eh, like do we even really need a host at this point? Um, I think they'll be good. I think they're all very talented women. Um, But that being said, I don't know, it doesn't do anything for me. But again, the only host that, and I still stand by this, I think the only host that would have done something for me is either Pete Davidson and or Kanye West together at the same time on the same stage, because I think that would be interesting. <laughs> or John Cena, but as Peacemaker the entire time. And I think oh. that would be funny. But other than that, no, nothing's going to really get me to, like, this is not swaying me to watch the Oscars. And even then, I don't have cable, you know? Like, I'll watch the coverage on social media mainly. Or I'll go to my dad's house, because he has cable.
1: Would it have been more appealing to you if they did book the Selena Gomez-Martin short-Steve Martin trio?
2: I mean, from what I have not watched the show, but from what I've seen of them, they have very good chemistry. Uh, even like when they're not just shooting like together, like they have a good rapport. It seems, and so that I think would be interesting. But even then, I wouldn't be like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like then my question would be like, okay, now the next five years, we're gonna deal with them trying to cast the the entire cast of every other show for the next six years Mm. you know so i mean i would think about it in future terms versus like wow this is gonna be so cool and funny and great you know i wouldn't think of it like that so yeah again the host is not the point for me you know so yeah
1: so it's not going to draw on anyone from your demo what about us who are out of the important demo mike did this casting of the host do anything for you
0: well, I'm glad that we have two legitimately funny comedians involved. So if we have a prayer of them actually just being funny or improv- improvising some comedy, they could probably do it. The basically, I'm looking at this as like a floor raising endeavor like you know regina hall you know uh these three women are going to be able to get up there and keep this thing on target like you're not going to have the joaquin phoenix i just pooped my pants look <laughs> at the end of the show not knowing how to handle you know the big room not knowing how to handle the camera as as a host on a stage You know, you're not going to have that. At least Jimmy Kimmel kind of kept things together. All the hosts have kept things together. But this is like going back to the 1960s when they did like four hosts, uh, just different uh, groups of people, groups of celebrities kind of just to keep this thing on track without any one person shouldering the blame.
2: No, that'd be so funny, though, if they never share the stage at any point in time. And then all of Twitter would just be like, oh, my God, there was a fight backstage. Like the drama that would ensue on social media because these women never shared the stage one time. Probably because of COVID reasons or anything else, you know. But like the the social media like rumor mill would be insane. So, I mean, hey, maybe that'll do it.
1: Without getting into how the academy is handling uh, COVID reasons, that's that's a whole different ball of wax. But yeah, I mean that it sounds like what would appeal most to your demographic and your your generation, Amanda, would just be give us as much controversy as possible and turn it into a meme or a GIF if you can.
2: Yeah, if I can make a trendy <laughs> hashtag out of it, then you're golden. You know, like if I <laughs> if I can tweet about this and it gets me like 40 new subscribers <clears throat> or followers on Twitter that are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> always looking out for that brand i'm with you mike like i i wanted to I, I tweeted this too i wanted to hate this casting i like it i think the idea it's going to be three professional women they're going to be great we know they're all very funny and they can host and they can hold their own and i'm not worried about the flow of the show whatsoever i mean amy schumer is probably the most controversial in that she's probably the most polarizing of the three but she's not exactly a controversial figure maybe in the stand-up world when she was accused of like joke theft A decade ago that was more of a hot button issue but she's now like nestled into the food network family even so she's pretty pc i would imagine but yeah i'm just i'm excited for for that it's these three women because i it's not three i would have imagined to get the job otherwise but i also i don't want to hear about ratings or how they're worried about ratings or how nobody's watching because these aren't three people that are going to bring in the demographic that the academy always cares about and whines about the day after anyway so I, I, yeah, we're all in alignment there, I guess, as far as the host goes. We're, I'm happy to see it, and maybe we can be pleasantly surprised. And I'm sure they're going to knock it out of their park in their own right. Um, as far as things that weren't knocked out of the park, we can <laughs> we can transition to the Very Texas smooth. Chainsaw Very Massacre. Smooth. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Um, 2022's sequel reboot? Quill? Uh, the the prologue? No, 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 no.
2: It's a re- origin story, obviously. So you're saying
1: it's a straight sequel to the 74 original.
2: That's what they've been sa- Okay, no, I'm not saying that. They keep saying that. Everyone is saying that. But I also don't know if that's... No, because it is. Because they have Sally. So yeah, no, I I'm right. Sally, it's yeah. this direct sequel. So that means that everything <laughs> after 1974 is no longer canon in the context of this movie. Which is fine. Fair, okay? There have been other movies where they've done reboots or relaunches of the series. And that's fine. Like the 2003... Uh, 2006 one, or 2000, is it 2006 or 2008? 2006, whatever. But those ones, it's like, I wouldn't have an issue with this, with maybe I would have questions, you know? But it's like, if they were to take it so that it's Leatherface, and then it's the new character, like how they did with the Hewitt family, and it's Thomas Hewitt, it's not Bubba Sawyer, so there's changes to the character, but not the moniker, you know? Like there's certain mm-hmm. consistencies. That'd be fine. Most of my complaints would be out the window, but they're telling me that this is Bubba 50 years later. So that doesn't work.
1: <laughs> it's gonna be a good one today. I'm very
2: passionate about this, okay? Well, I'm very passionate. You're not about the
1: this. only one because this has been a franchise that's made money on some of its entries into its legacy. Other ones have been kind of disappointing. Mike, you wanna walk us through how this franchise has done box office wise up to this point and how did we get here in 2022?
0: Yeah, I don't know if I want to do that. I'm still fixated on the 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 and the the, the requel factor cuz like Fast and Furious I I got the Fast and Furious thing open right now. Fast and Furious was the 4th in 2009. Justin Lin <clears throat> and and that was do you remember this one? This was Letty. Oh yeah, this was like Dom in the red car, just driving around again.
2: I'm gonna be honest with you. I've seen maybe two of those movies because <laughs> I have a social life, and so <laughs> wow, <laughs>
3: wow.
2: Although I will say I was, although I will say I will say I was set up on a blind date, and I did end up the uh, the person who set us up was like, I don't want you to see a movie that you're actually gonna watch, so he sent <laughs> us to go see the latest Fast and Furious movie because he was like, I don't want you guys to actually watch.
0: <laughs>
2: so I have seen the most recent. One. The
0: important part is when you drop off the the we now we have precedent, Michael, that it's a requel. Okay. Right, so, so can I just establish this much before? Right. I, so this is, this is like scream requel rules. We're getting
2: into phonetics? Like, are
0: you me? <laughs> We have to fill airtime positively God about this it. movie. <laughs> but okay, box office-wise, the original in 1974 made $30.8 million, which is, it adjusted for inflation is a fuckload, mm-hmm. uh, especially in West Texas. Okay. <laughs> uh, is
2: that okay is that the uh is that the theatrical that's the industry term term, yeah i worked in finance
0: for uh a summer internship and yes it's a it's an f-load uh i won't say it twice but all right 86 8 million so the set the sequel did not do as well they didn't come back to uh texas chainsaw massacre 3 until 1990 where when uh that one made 5.7 now they've had some Flops, some (laughs) humongous flops, like belly flop in the pool. McConaughey doesn't flop, sir. Zellweger doesn't flop. Okay,
2: I was gonna say, was this the Matthew McConaughey (laughs) one that had like the Illuminati or something? The Slaughter family, like they they were the like Leatherface goes and lives with like the Slaughter Mm -hmm. family. I've not seen this movie probably since like two thousand and four. The next generation is that
0: the next generation. I have not seen these movies. McConaughey's a good psychopath in that one. Yeah, I mean he's a believable. He's a nut.
2: I mean, have you watched him in literally anything else? <laughs> he does look like he keeps faces in his basement. Are you kidding me? There was a list of celebrities that I would not be surprised if they were cannibals. Army Hammer was one of those people. Um, Matthew McConaughey, I would not if be surprised. You
1: ruined I would Matthew not be McConaughey's career. Like you ruined Army Hammer's coming out of this podcast. I That won't be was able not, to not take
2: it. my fault. <laughs> That was not my fault. That was him being a fucking jackass.
0: <laughs> agreed. Agreed. <laughs> uh, but that So that was 1994. That must have been like a direct-to-video thing back when that was uh, that was uh, a happenstance where it would just go right to video. We do that now. It's just streaming, I guess. Anyway, yeah. 2003, we had a very successful The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Jessica Biel, $107 million, which started this descending box office all over again we had 2006
2: she looked so good mm. in that movie i just want to point that sure out. did she looked like a gta <laughs> character with her proportion sure did. that <laughs> was
0: that was the first texas chainsaw i ever saw probably for her as well but all right so t- 2006 they did a prequel to that the beginning 51.7 million not as Half half is good, I guess. And in 2013, I bullied Mike into
2: watching this a couple of months ago. Sure.
0: Yeah, it's a true story. And I bullied, I, we, I we had bullied
2: a, Mike into watching the beginning. We had
0: a we had a fight about it.
2: I called I called Thomas Hewitt, a mama's boy, who just wanted to take care of his family, and he got very <laughs>
0: Yeah, if you say so. Like, I I have blind spots. I have not seen any of these proudly. I have not seen certain franchises. This well, is then you I are jumping see. in at the right time, sir, because this one was a doozy. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's Texas Chainsaw 2013. Texas Chainsaw, $47 million. And then, guys, how does this happen? So there's the 1994 and then 2017. 2017, Lionsgate is in charge, and they, they want to make a movie called Leatherface. They make this movie. They expect five additional sequels. They wanted to make it a six movie arc. And this movie flops so hard. It only makes a million dollars at the worldwide box office. I think
1: office. Legendary just looks at what's what's going on and they're like, oh, we can do that. Like, okay, Avatar just announced 18 sequels. We can do that. This is this movie, 2022, <laughs> was clearly influenced by 2018's Halloween. It's basically the same movie as 2018's I really Halloween.
2: hope that Avatar flops I really hope that the next Avatar flops, because that would just be comical to me.
0: (laughs) I know why you guys are friends now. Now I know.
2: (laughs) I know where this
0: bond formed.
2: (laughs) I, to be honest, like, as much as I love slasher movies, I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't even know that the 2017 one existed, which says a lot about this movie. Um, But the (laughs) thing about, like, even just calling it Leatherface, my assumption is that, again, Yes, Leatherface is an integral part of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He is the villain. However, he is not the entire point Mm. of the franchise. And it's kind of like, this is a very vague comparison, but this is the only one I can really make off the top of my head. Pirates of the Caribbean, okay? Captain Jack Sparrow. Where are you going with this? Listen, Pirates of the Caribbean, Captain Jack Sparrow. (laughs) Sparrow, Good character, but... He, since leading those movies, I don't think the movies have been as good. He's a great side character that steals the show. But the moment you give that person the spotlight, that character the spotlight, and you put all the focus on them, that's where it gets old. And you have questions. And that's where you have story issues. And I'm assuming that's what happened with 2017. But again, I have not seen it.
1: So you needed like the, uh, what, what's his name, Mike? The Arlie Emery, the... Uh... The the soldier guy who was the town sheriff in, in the past Texas Chainsaws.
0: You're asking me a question about the past Texas Chainsaws. I no the who's a... who's the guy? Amanda the sheriff. Point. Too. Yeah. The sh- right. Okay. Yeah. So um,
2: okay. See like, again, there are characters that lead. This, you could so argue that this whole franchise is nurture versus nature and the argument of that, okay? Because, sure, <laughs> even in the new example, okay, you could say that, yeah, he's not a bad guy. He just needed to be around better people. That's why this woman that brought him in, he's become such a good person over the last 50, year, 50 years, he's even though we have no some examples of yeah. that. But, you know, in the original, you have Nubbins and Drayton, his brothers. Drayton is cook. Nubbins is the crazy one. Who may or who we can assume we can assume he comes back to life in the second one, but whatever. We can assume that he's dead after the first one. So that in this movie it makes sense if his brother Nubbins is dead because he was run over by a semi truck. That's fine. Okay, we can assume he's dead. <laughs> but listen, okay, so we can assume he's dead. But Drayton was also openly said that he uh, he can't take pleasure from killing, but he was also a sick fuck in the original, okay? And also. Uh, Bubba was like clearly afraid of him like there's a moment where he panics because he realizes he's gonna get in trouble and he's like freaking out and pacing and checking around to make sure he didn't miss any of the teenagers and they didn't escape his whacking because he he does all the work but he's not the mastermind which is what this Mm. movie doesn't get he needs other people around him to encourage this so like again in the 2003 one you've Luda May, who is like his adopted mom okay you've got Mm -hmm. uh, Hoyt who is the sheriff who uh, was Charlie but he killed the sheriff we find that out in the beginning he's a sick fuck Mm -hmm. you know who really does take pleasure in fucking with these kids and everything and messing around with everyone and it does just like he is just playing the role of the butcher and he's deadly but he's not brilliant and that's part of the fear element of it all because yeah he's not a killing machine he's not Rambo he is just out here kind of swinging around and hoping he hits someone, and he does, and that's the scary part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very passionate about these movies.
1: <laughs> you would be uh, one of the only one. I mean, well, I guess not because the the scores mimic the passion that wasn't fulfilled by this. It's like a 30% right now on Rotten Tomatoes. That's on 94 critic reviews. It's got a 36 Metascore, which is not doing well. Uh, 36 Rotten Tomato audience score on 500 plus reviews. It is in the Netflix top 10. It does carry a 5 out of 10 on IMDb on 21,000. I think that's fake.
2: I think they just... Oh, let's look. I think they (laughs) curate that. It's like the trending page on YouTube. I call BS, okay? It does... It's not real, Okay.
1: Is this just you re- manifesting some hatred because of the tra- how the trending page has treated you on YouTube? Is that what's coming on here?
2: Oh, no. I'd be genuinely surprised if I ended up on the trending page. I'd be like, wow, I really did make a deal with the devil accidentally, huh? That does seem like something I would do. But, um, <laughs> like, accidentally, I, I was nice to one person. and They're like, you know what? We'll give her some chaos (laughs) magic. Let's do that. You know, like that's that's what it would be. But no, the I Netflix. I don't think has ever given us any legitimate data on any of their viewers. Their numbers are always incredibly inflated. I think Bird Box was one of the ones that was overinflated. Um, Ratchet, I think, was the other one. The show that was overinflated. Like, there's just certain things that they say, and I'm just saying, I'm not saying that all of their numbers are fake. Certain things, like I don't think anyone expected. Squid Games to do as well in the US as it did but I mean I know people who are still obsessed with that show and still talking about it you know and so I think that there are things that do pick up and are as hyped up as they make it seem but a majority of it I don't think so you know or like they don't say okay I have four different members using my account does that count as one view or four different views if I stop watching something does that count as a view or does it say that I watched the whole thing you know
1: that's where I was going to go, is that Mike and I have talked numerous times on here about the Netflix numbers. And when they do give you pieces of information, they're always very cute with how they word it. Because <laughs> what they actually give us means nothing most times. Sometimes they they, they give us actual statistics, but most times it's like hey, 80,000 billion hours were watched. Well, like, what the hell does that mean? Was somebody just leaving <laughs> it on in the background and like yeah, clean their house? Yeah, 10 million users watched
2: Bird Box in yeah. the first 24 right. hours. I'm like, no, because that's mm-hmm. just not true. You know, like it's like, <laughs> no.
0: 74 billion seconds. Right. Exactly. Oh my God. Yeah. Good luck with the conversion. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, for every 0. 0.5 milliseconds, like three mm-hmm. birds got their wings here on Netflix. And we are really <laughs> proud of that statistic because we raised our prices so that we could buy more shows that we're going to cancel after one season because, yeah, you know, like it's the. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I don't mm-hmm. trust Netflix numbers, no.
0: Uh, our Netflix guy is never going to work with us again, but that's all right. Sorry, Andrew. <laughs> you have nice a Netflix you.
2: guy. Sorry. <laughs> no, this it's why, okay. This yeah. is why I don't have a guy. I'm sorry. This he's is why I don't
0: befuddled by the. He's befuddled by those numbers too. We're all trying to figure them out from time to time, and yeah, they it's do like
2: spot. <laughs> I was going to say something yeah. really bad. I shouldn't say it. Um, Well,
0: they they do spot release them, though. This
1: is part of it. Like, they they know what they're doing. They want you talking about it, I think. I think they're purposely not giving us anything. Well, I was going to say say,
2: in defense of your guy that maybe this is like Theranos, and so every section is separated, and there's no overlap, (laughs) so they can't check the numbers. And so maybe he doesn't actually know what the truth is, and so I'm giving him props.
1: In defense of Netflix, you compared them to Theranos.
0: The epic punch. In defense scheme, of right? your <laughs> Netflix
2: guy, not in defense of Netflix. I'm only here to defend your contact. Anyways, Jesus. Leatherface.
0: <laughs> Guys, can we talk about this plot premise because there are so many lies in it? Just so many. Ready?
2: <laughs> no. No, no, no. Okay, again. Again. Wait, really quick. Again. So 1974 is the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. If you want to watch this, okay? It is on uh Amazon. You can watch it free with ads. It's not really that disrupting. It actually worked very well. I rewatched it before I went and saw this this one. But yeah. Okay, go ahead.
0: So after nearly 50 years of hiding, and I get it, it's a it's a direct sequel like Halloween was where mm-hmm. – all right, but it's still a lie because there's seven movies in between, but fine. All right, <laughs> Leatherface returns to terrorize a group of idealistic young friends. He doesn't return at all. We're getting into spoilers, but he doesn't return. They –
2: he comes into the sunlight. It's also, ridiculous.
0: Idealistic. <laughs> idealistic is a necessary word, huh? Idealistic young friends who accidentally disrupt. I don't know if it was accidentally. They kind of screw it, up, screw it up on purpose. His carefully shielded uh. world. It's not a carefully shielded world. There's one dying man. Did you woman. not see
1: the cops on the highway, Mike? Of course it's shielded. Cops are good people.
2: Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Was that what that was? Do you think? Yes. Like, Jesus.
0: Yes, I do think. In a remote Texas town. Now, this remote Texas town.
2: Remote is code for abandoned and in disrepair. And
0: they have the same number of police officers as there are inhabitants of the town. So there's two police officers <laughs> and there's two inhabitants yeah. of the town. Three. Sorry. They're, they have mm-hmm. a, a ratio of two cops for three residents. Well, didn't they say they were bringing in a food truck, the protagonist. Why do they need No, a- okay,
2: okay, let's talk about this really quick because every piece of critic advertising talking about this and media news was like, Leatherface takes on influencers. That's not what they are. If they are, they need to hire an influencer to be on set and tell them, hey, this is stupid because you don't know what an influencer is. Because they basically say that anyone who uses social media in any capacity is an influencer. That is not the case. If you watch the movie, the main characters, Dante and Melody, okay, and then Dante's fiance, Ruth, and then Lila is Melody's sister. Mm -hmm. Dante and Melody had a food truck. They now have an idea to use the money they saved up to work with Harlow and the bank who now owns most of Harlow to basically get investors to revitalize the town. It's a cult. That's what they should have just gone full cult, okay? A commune. But, <clears throat> yeah,
0: a cult. That
2: would have been so much better. Yeah, a commune, a cult. Richter had it right. It would have been such a better plot. But no, because they use social media for marketing, which is what every business should be doing these days, they call them influencers, which they are not. Simply using social media to post about your small business does not make you an influencer. That is so incredibly stupid of them to try and Paint that as what this is, but they could have just been like, "Oh yeah, it's Gen Z. They're 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 rude to old people." Well, and I think everything that everything is theirs.
1: I think what you just like. I don't want to get like too cynical and too political, but to me, this was a very right leaning movie. I mean, this is a conservative horror film, if such a thing could <laughs> possibly exist. So, to me. The idea that these young people are coming in using social media and trying to change the town, I mean, whether it's for the better or worse, I guess it's up to your opinion. But the POV I was understanding is that Leatherface is the sympathetic one. These kids are the rude, uptight, and wrong ones because they want to change everything and you shouldn't mess with history. You shouldn't come in and change everything, regardless if you think it's for the better. And that's what their understanding of an influencer is.
2: No, that's so stupid. Because again, okay, I, I don't bringing Investors in. I don't disagree. They are bringing investors in. They are obsessed with bringing investors in. We don't want them to see this uh, confederate flag that's just hanging off because we we value history. Fuck you, okay? And then also, yeah, well, yeah, I agree. Okay, and then and then we have these investors coming in, they're making brunch spots. There's an art gallery. If they really want to do, oh, they're influencers, you make this a tourist stop pit town okay all we care about is a hotel and that's it but they make it seem like no we want to make this a new life we're gentrifiers we're bringing this in so that people our age can leave the hustle and bustle of real life aka la that's this is basically those ohio ads that's what this is i don't know if you guys have those here in la they're on every major corner being like la la is for the stars come to ohio where everything's cheaper like that's basically all over LA right now. It's very funny, but that's what this is—is is like, oh, we're gonna make a slower-moving town, but we're gonna have brunch spots and a truck. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're we're speaking the same part of a, of maybe a different coin or two different parts of the same coin. But like, did, Mike, what was your take on
0: what the messaging of the idealistic young group of friends was here? Look, at, I, I don't. I think Swell is right, and I think you're both right that it's like this. It's this old generation criticizing the new generation, but it's this movie feels like it was ghost written by like some old, really old, decrepit guy who still calls people like whippersnappers or something.
2: <laughs> who's who's great? whose grandson has a Twitter and doesn't go to movie night with him or something? Exactly, like that's what this is. You're always
0: looking at that phone. <laughs> that's that's somebody's grandpa wrote this movie who owned Texas Chainsaw Massacre or something they're like, and they're just ghostwriters. This guy Devlin Thomas, he doesn't exist. He's not really involved. He's the front man, Chris Thomas Devlin. No, it wasn't him. He didn't write this. He can't take credit for it. I mean, it could be a fake person. This is an old studio exec like uh, Bill Hader played in one of those roasts, it's Mr. Hollywood, Hollywood Mr. <laughs> yeah.
2: See. The way, okay, but see, this is part of what I talked about in my review of this is that they had things here that they could have tweaked and they would work, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, there's a whole genre of social media. There's a whole genre of social media, even, that is urban exploring of abandoned buildings. That alone, they've interrupted his life. Yeah, that's a way to do it. You have these weird people coming into your house and filming things because they think you don't live there because you live like a hermit in the dark. Yeah, I think that could be a premise in and of itself. Yeah, then you're just picking these people off one by one, and they separated like it was (laughs) (laughs) Scooby-Doo, and they're idiots, you know? Like, there's a way to do this.
1: I absolutely agree. And that's not the only, like... Part of the frustration of this for me, and I don't know if this is going into expectations or, or, or review of, of values of how we, we always do in non spoiler, but like part of the frustration was there's like breadcrumbs of decent, intriguing stuff here for me. Like I wanted to see more of the interplay between those four friends. I thought they were all very charismatic and your eyes drawn to them and they're very good in those roles. And I wanted to see more of that interplay. Like you just said, there is a way in which this story could have been way more interesting and fallen way more in line with the Texas Chainsaw thing. It just seemed so agenda driven to me that it was like hard to Mm -hmm. take seriously.
2: And, like, we really don't get, we don't get, no no one really has any real personality, honestly. Like, there's, li- we get glimpses of it, like, Melody being protective of her sister, but then also not trusting her to take care of herself, which, understandable, you know, big sister things that happens, okay. Mm-hmm. Lila's whole character is that she survived a school shooting, which... Horrible, oh. very interesting for a character motivation. Yep. I don't know what the heck they wanted to do with that, but I'm assuming it was, look, you can still like guns and not <laughs> hate them. Like, that's what it seemed yeah. like was happening. Because, my goodness, also, I'm sorry, you're afraid of guns one minute and then you have perfect aim the next. I'm sorry, no. She learned in eighth grade. That's just not... <laughs>
0: Yeah. Makes no sense. No, it's not a smart satire, nor is it a cogent one. Uh th- that's the thing. Like this movie, the only motivations that make any sense whatsoever are leather faces, which is <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> kind of asinine, because he's the he should be the wild card.
2: Yeah, but then also this is my problem with current Hollywood right now, is that there are pl- there are plots other than revenge plots. And I don't think they realize that. There was so many some like this gives him a motive for being crazy. Also, I'm sorry, zero cannibalism in this movie. What's the point? Why was there no cannibalism? What was the point? <laughs> he didn't. Okay. Okay. I'm getting ahead of myself. No. Those ahead, so someone else. Those
0: talk. influencers look delicious. They look mighty <laughs> delectable. I agree.
2: No, it would be so funny if he like. S- no, okay. They could have even even this. He could have bit one of them and then spit it out because like vapidness makes them salty or some fucking stupid yeah. shit. Oh, I, I would have loved
0: that. That would have been hilarious. I finished Yellow Jackets yesterday, and I'm not. I'm telling you, it's it, it, that that meat could look. uh del- Where am I going? This- You're on a run no. of cannibalistic <laughs> stuff lately. I, yeah, the fresh. Sebastian Stan movie. Yeah, Yellow Jackets.
2: Okay. This is not a spoiler, but I do have a question because I asked this in my video and I do think it makes me sound insane. A lot of different types of things. <laughs> I are, just
0: said human meat looks good, look, actually looks good to me.
2: No, no, no. I'm <laughs> That's on that topic. That's, I'm literally I'm on that topic. I'm literally on that topic. No, because my understanding is that if you consume human flesh, mm-hmm. there are bacterias in within the human flesh that can literally cause parasites to go to your brain and, like, fucking kill you. Like, it's a whole thing, which is why you have to cook it mm-hmm. and all this other shit if you're going to consume human hey, flesh, although uh, I'm not endorsing Amanda. cannibalism. I am not endorsing cannibalism. Uh, why are you researching cannibalism? <laughs> I watch too much TV shows and true crime shows, and at least every single long-running drama show had at least one cannibalism episode. Mm. <laughs>
3: uh-huh.
1: Good st- Good cover story. Okay. Okay.
2: I'm, you know what? I loved the show Bones. Get off my dick. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> okay. So then you have, I would assume that he's, let's say, if we're being generous, despite how old he is in this movie, let's say he's late teens, mid 20s, early 20s in the original movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's older now. But let's say he's been consuming meat in his, his inbred cannibal family for several years now. Even if you go on the run, even if you're at risk of being caught, which I don't think a character like him, other than being punished by Drayton, like his older brother, would really give him like a fear of being caught. I think he would be a fear of being punished more than a fear of being caught, if that makes sense for a character like this. That's not as, based on what we saw, is not as developed as someone that age would be, okay? So would you just give up eating human meat? Because I don't think so. I think you that that's like giving up red meat all of a sudden. It's gonna you're gonna have cravings for a while, you know.
1: I, I think you can make the argument though that maybe because it's such a desolate town that finding victims to satiate your lust for human meat becomes drawn out over time. It becomes less. It becomes but minimized. that's.
2: So they basically use the various movies to explain this. Like in the 2003 one, that's why uh, the uncle, brother, whoever he is, Hoyt, becomes the sheriff is so he can lure people off the road with speed traps and shit Mm, so they can have consistent meat and the original like he runs the uh gas station and that's how he gets victims and all of that and it is still like like there's there's ways that they lure and they show that like oh look they hide all the cars that have come off the road or whatever and they just hold on to them like there are ways that they lure them and even then like desolate or not sure hey you can even imply that he killed the other kids in the orphanage i don't give a shit but do something <laughs> do something
1: Well, I like that your passion comes from your affinity and your attachment to the franchise overall, but Mike, this was your first exposure, like you said, to Texas Chainsaw, so I am curious, like, going into this... I know you expected it to not be great because we saw and heard everything about the reshoots and about the early screenings and about the reviews when they first came out. But like, what? And
2: I threatened you all to make this review <laughs> so you knew it was going
1: to be bad. I said too. <laughs> but what
0: did you expect, or what were you hoping for, or what were you
1: looking for going into your
0: first Texas Chainsaw? Well, series? it's not my first. I saw the two thousand three, and I, I saw, last year I watched nineteen seventy four. But so it's so technically my third. Okay. This is my first experience with any of the terrible sequels because I've purposefully, successfully, joyously avoided them all until now. So I just wanted to watch something that was engaging that wouldn't gross me out, and I guess this movie did that. But like the more you think about this movie, it's almost like the para- cannibalistic parasites that uh, Swell's talking about here. <laughs> this movie infects your brain. It does, and it and I, it just may I feel dumber. Now having seen it, yeah, I do. It's pretty dumb movie.
2: I feel dumber now having seen it.
0: Okay, one hundred percent. I stand by that. Um, that, that you put I that mean, on the poster.
2: Yes.
1: Put that on the poster. <laughs> um is there anything we want to touch on before we go into spoilers do we want to talk about any performances that stuck out do we want to talk about any direction or script thoughts that we
0: were very high i mean we kind of talked about the <laughs> I, can i ask swell a question how much do you think because this yeah. is an 83 minute runtime how much do you think was yeah. hacked off of this movie because like that we don't Good get question. into detail about anything there's bare minimum character motivations like, wh- one guy is...
2: Oh, yeah, there's one point where, yeah, there's mm-hmm. one point where Lila's like, I'm just going to go home to dad, and then she's like, no, you're not. And it's like, okay, what the- what's the deal with the dad? Did he assault her? Like, what's going on? Like, is there something here with the dad, but it's not touched on? Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's there's a lot of stuff like that. Also, my question was the um, Richter, who is, like, the, the mechanic-slash-contractor, It looks like he lives in that space. Did he not know they were still in the house? Because he just refers to the woman as that lady. And it's like, wait a minute, do you not know her? Like, but you're the three inhabitants of this town. And you don't know her? That someone's still living in this space? Do they literally, were they in quarantine before it was cool? Like, what's going on? He was too busy
1: collecting guns and being the personification of an
0: actual American flag to worry about his neighbors. I think they fell in love with, like, the one reveal of him on the stairs there. But look at I mean they, I I feel like they hacked off huge chunks of this movie. There's no way that they wanted an 83-minute movie where it's just like Texas <laughs> he's got a chainsaw again. Like this movie, you know, at yeah. 20 minutes in, he's like, "All right, he's got a chainsaw again." That's the big reveal.
2: So you know how when they were about to release No Way Home, and all of these stills were coming out, and it was like, oh, this looks like it was made like to be a meme, to go viral. like they, And that's how they were releasing these stills, because they were kind of blurry. They were like mid-action shots, and it's like, oh, you have an intern sitting there, clicking through these scenes, trying to find things that they think will be good uh, memes. And... It seems like this movie was designed to be a bunch of stills in a photo book for this movie. Like him standing at the top of the stairs. He does that multiple times. The 0.5 second shot of him standing up in the dead sunflower seat Mm -hmm. uh, field with the face on. Like so much of this, like the lone chainsaw in the middle of the room, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that. I'm like, okay, you thought about this. How cool would this look versus what would be scary? And so, so many things that I would change are literally pacing, timing, just things like that where I'm like, you, you could make this scary versus like a, a trying to make a statement.
1: Which is ironic considering the, the disdain they have towards social media the entire
0: movie long and that they're trying to go viral. And yeah, I think that's a decent point. They could have had whole sequences in the corn. They didn't do it. And I'm guessing they probably had it. I don't know. They it, it, and if they didn't write a sequence in the cornfield maze. I mean that's it's such a layup. You know, I mean we've had mm-hmm. whole movies in that. What was that Stephen King movie? on netflix there was a whole movie in the cornfield like we we
2: children of the corn
0: there's another whole franchise (laughs) but that would be hilarious if that's what what it was surrounding the (laughs) the corn yeah i mean it was like 1922 or something wasn't it wasn't it a year maybe bulgaria didn't have enough cornfields and this was just like a
2: one. no they that wasn't even a cornfield it was a dead sunflower dead
0: sunflower yeah sunflower They, they they have enough there to have a whole maze and have a whole, uh, like, simulation. If you're talking about theme park cinema, as friends of ours have talked about, the horror genre moving towards, which is fine. We're, we're in for that. You could have 20 minutes in a Leatherface taking you down in, in a cornfield maze. That could uh, just totally be like a little theme theme park ride there. What, what are they doing?
1: Nothing mm-hmm. good is the answer to what are they doing. And uh, Well, I- they
2: wanted a massacre in a bus. And that's the entire point of this movie was yeah. to make a kill box and basically take everyone out.
3: Which was cool.
1: That's a cool visual and a nice idea. I like, I'm, I'm down for that. Just like the, I mean, I guess we're getting into,
0: do we want to go to spoilers? Yeah, let's go to spoilers, but they know that from the trailer. It's on the trailer, the kill bus. Yeah.
2: That's like, you're totally, you're make a move and you're so canceled, bro, which I'm sorry. Listen, I am a literal influencer. Hi, that's my day job. Do you think I don't know what a chainsaw is? (laughs) Do you, do you, is that what you think? I'm just wondering. Like, do you think that I walk into a situation and see someone with, say, a gun, and I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? Instagram Live. That's what I'm going to do. Like, are you kidding me?
1: You mean to tell me if you saw a maniac wearing another person's face holding an active chainsaw in front of you, you wouldn't take your phone out and tell them he's going to be canceled?
2: Okay, I'm giving them a pa- I'm giving them a pass on the face thing because they were drinking, and I'm assuming at least one person brought cocaine. What? So I'm giving them a pass what? on the face thing. <laughs> Wait, what? You're
0: being very generous with that. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: I don't care how drunk or coked up you are (laughs) there's gonna be a point where you're like hey is that guy wearing another human's face
2: it's rude to stare Mike my god (laughs) also hey again they're vapid motherfuckers in this movie apparently they're vapidness personified you think they're gonna look at someone's face other than their own in the selfie camera you think (laughs) that
1: you describing a witness after a night of drinking would be a hell of a thing I think
2: Hey, I would assume Testimony is notoriously unreliable. So I'm just saying, keep that in mind. Anyway, this has been this has been Evil Villain Crime Time with Amanda Gold. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lack of cannibalism as our big gripe from the non spoiler half. Uh, we love the kill box as our setup for the uh, spoiler half, but let's get the spoilers. Spoilers ahead! This is
2: hard to hear. Sell it. Your
3: old friend's back. Fifty years I've been waiting for this night.
2: Just to see him again. Who?
3: Leatherface. This is a
1: spoiler warning. This is the spoiler section for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, the, the 2022 sequel, I guess, to the 1974 original. Uh, Mike, Mike and Oscar with our buddy Amanda of Swell Entertainment on the line. If you've not seen the movie yet, go check it out on Netflix. Or if you want to save yourself 84 painful minutes, this is where you want to (laughs) be. All spoilers from this point on out. We're talking about the ins and outs of the plots of Texas Chainsaw
0: Massacre. I don't know where we want to begin, Michael. Well, do you guys – I think we killed the premise enough, so we don't have to kill the premise. Do you want to go to the ambulance and the first reveals here of, uh, you know, orphanage?
2: can we just say there were, again, some of the things that were super cool setups. There's a moment at the very start of the movie where they're in the gas station, which, again, Mm -hmm. in most of the other examples, including the original, the gas station is used as a lure to figure out who is a potential victim. This gas station guy is a good guy. Okay, so <laughs> that's not the case here. But I do like that apparently the lore of Leatherface is like preceded the last 50 years, which I'm sorry if you had a non-found serial killer in your town and that was the only famous thing about your part of Texas. I think you would be way more kitschy than just having chainsaw corkscrews, but that becomes relevant <laughs> later. So one of the girls is like, okay, sure, I'll buy a... i will buy I who... Uh, Lila is the one who survived a school shooting. She someone who survived a school shooting is like, "Oh yes, let me buy this memorabilia from a massacre that happened 50 years before, despite the fact that I also survived Ugh. a mm-hmm. massacre of sorts." So, that's an interesting choice right off the way, but she gives that to her sister Melody to be funny. Mm-hmm.
0: I think. Ugh. I don't know. <laughs> and she yeah, she sees immediately uh, a jerk to the to the guy coming in. Um, the only bad people in this movie are the kids. Oh, the kids are, the are horrible. No, this is a Tucker and Dale versus evil for the first 15 minutes. Yeah. But they made a whole movie successfully. I mean, if you haven't seen Tucker and Dale versus e- evil, watch that as a successful version of this. I, I don't know why you even had to do this. Everybody just wants to be left alone.
2: No, and then you have the uh, the woman, the uh, uh, Catherine is the bank lady. She's the one that runs the bank. She is the banker that comes in and is, like, helping oversee the mm-hmm. investor. Oh, we wouldn't have been able to sell any of this. So, yeah, the bank is the villain here, too. You know, like, that's. <laughs> it's there's a lot happening here.
0: Foreclosures are bad. Yeah. It's all, like, the,
1: the only people, if you had just left well enough alone, if you had just left us to exist in our own little bubble, then none of this would have happened, essentially, is what, like, the message of this was.
0: Mm-hmm. We're on point there.
2: The whole point of them going to this town is that they apparently somehow were able to, they're basically running a startup town. So there's a lot of bullshit. They're bringing in investors to come in and buy up the land, even though I think they bought the land or they helped negotiate with, I don't think they bought the town. I think they just worked with the bank to be like the facilitators of everything. I don't think they bought it.
1: I don't even understand how he got that far, because wasn't the house, the Hewitt house, or the original house in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of, like, fields? And now there's a, it's in the middle of a town, a main street? with No, this is not people?
2: the same house. That's the thing. It's not the same house.
0: He goes back to that house that at the end, the okay. stinger scene. He's going back to okay. the house. Yes.
2: So, oh, God, because this is oh, a I did freaking not, Marvel I did not movie. stick anyway. around
0: for the stinger
1: scene.
2: <laughs> okay. But basically, so if we're to follow that this is a true sequel, okay, his brother nubbins which is like the slightly older and or younger brother the crazy one the one that's in the car at the start of the original movie okay that cuts the brother and all this other stuff he is dead at the end of that movie okay he gets run over by a semi-truck we can assume he's dead drayton stayed behind when sally runs out of the house and gets away stays right. behind to take care of grandpa grandpa is basically a living corpse in that movie at the right. end so drayton is alive bubba is alive. He dances around in his pretty makeup mask, and while Sally screams maniacally, and it, her psyche is broken from surviving, and just everything she's lost, and all this other stuff. So Drayton is alive. Now let's say Drayton is the one that's like, "We need to go for the, we need to go on the run, okay? Or we need to separate. Arguably, we can do that because he doesn't want to take care of Bubba. Fair. Then Bubba just gets taken in by this woman who's just, oh yes, you're a grown man." You're not a giant child. You're a grown man. You can come stay with me in my boy's home. Sure. In town. In Harlow. That's fine. We'll just keep you hidden. Okay. And I'm assuming, like, why would you have him in photos in general if you're just going to cross his face out? What's the point? If you're trying, if she, I'm assuming she knows because she says, I need to be here to keep him here. I'm I'm the thing keeping him from being terrible. So was there a buffer period of him killing people? I'm assuming in the last 50 years.
1: I would think so. I mean, there would have to be. I can't imagine
2: mm-hmm.
1: that, that that fucking maniac is just... So I, I guess it goes back to, did any of the... I know canon-wise they couldn't have, so now all the sequels never happened, so now he's just been in hiding for 50 years. Yes. So maybe he wasn't. Maybe maybe he just found her and he just like was coddled up in this ex-orphanage and just chillin'.
2: I'm just imagining someone walking up in a face mask made of other human skin, and then her just being like, Oh yes, come stay with me and the children. <laughs> like, cause you know he didn't take his mask. Cause okay, Bubba has three separate masks in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, he is the one he's wearing when he's killing people, the one he's wearing when Drayton is yelling at him and he's like, trying to convince him that he did everything right and he shouldn't be in trouble because he's scared. And then the one that he wears to dinner that has makeup that he's wearing at the end of the movie because he wants to be pretty. All of this has a purpose. It's like wearing clothes. Yes. That's the point of the mask. It is him. Be He wants to be pretty. This is a part of him. I don't think you just give up wearing face masks for 50 years, which is why when he goes to get the chainsaw from the wall at some point, he should have had a mask or two that he's been taken care of in secret, hidden away in there. That would be good. Well, anyway.
1: yeah, I... No, that's a great point, and it's just a proof of how, like, badly handled the Leatherface character was, but they they are so off the mark with him in every way, because, and like I said to you last night, Swell, like, since when is he also an actual EMT, like, handling an oxygen tank and, like, basically doing borderline CPR before he's touched by a human hand?
2: I think that was frantic though. I think if anything, what I would fit if anything, I would make him literally pick her up and shake her like by her shoulders. Like that would make more yeah, sense to me. i would be fine with like, me. Like kind of like a, like okay, um, oh, of mice and men, Lenny. Like oh, that mm-hmm. just compare like nonverbal <laughs> Lenny. That is that is Bubba. Nonverbal Lenny. I'm sorry, that sounds fucked up, but nonverbal Lenny, that is Bubba. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So like just the franticness of like, that would be necessary. But, like, even then, like, the I mean, if he's been around this woman, he's been taking, he's been, she's been taking care of him, it would make sense that he's like, okay, you are sick. I will make sure you don't die. I will learn how, I will watch you use the oxygen mask to make sure you don't die. So it would make sense if he's like, okay, she just needs her mask back on, that's okay. And so he's like frantically trying to get her to breathe oxygen, because he thinks that's what she needs to live. But even then, that doesn't give him the capability of just snapping someone's forearm and giving them a compound fracture and then stabbing a cop in the neck with their own bone. I'm sorry, no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was so cool though. That was such a cool kill.
2: I know, but it's like, again, that's my thing, is if this wasn't called Texas Chainsaw Massacre, if they didn't continuously say that this is a direct sequel, I would have very far less questions and far less issues with this movie.
0: Because it's not connected to the original. It's not. You can't go from family dynamic of the 1974 original for for all the reasons you mentioned Mm -hmm. and all those those strange family serial killer dynamics. You can't get from that to person running an orphanage taking him in at whatever stage i mean it would have to be Mm -hmm. she would have to have take him in 40 years later when he's 40 or or 20 years later something like that there's no way all those ingrained behaviors
2: the rumor they're saying that he has been there for 50 years because sally's been hunting him for 50 years so the only way she couldn't have found him is if he was literally hiding out in Harlow the entire time and she just didn't go there with the Rangers or something.
1: And he'd be, I mean, this is another thing we talked about and you already hit on it in the non-spoiler section as well. It's like, look, if that's the same Leatherface, he's got to be damn near 80. And, like, what what Halloween 2018 was able to do and make it believable is that Michael Myers, the timeline kind of fits. Is that, okay, mm-hmm. if you're in your mid-60s at this point, you give us glimpses that he is this aging old man. He is kind of human. But he still has the capability mm-hmm. of pulling off some of this powerful stuff because he's supposed to be the embodiment of evil. And even if he is a human, he can still physically be okay at that point in age. I, I don't think the timeline matches up at all with this Leatherface. Never mind the uh, the actor they have portraying no. him. I don't buy at all to be a Leatherface. But that's a different conversation. This guy would be a geriatric.
2: Mm-hmm. And Sally looks like 50 years has passed. And we can argue that she was younger than the others in the original. And then also the fact... I'm sorry. I didn't realize until I was researching for my video. I had no idea they got a different actress to play Sally because the original actress passed away in 2014. And that makes this (laughs) even worse to me. No offense to the actress who portrayed Sally. But they did that character so fucking dirty. And it was just it was oh she was a she was marketing bait that's what it was she was there for the trailer and that's it
1: yeah owen Fourier, i think is the uh, the pronunciation that's who played sally uh, this time around but i i you can't do the jamie lee like you can't have somebody else be lori strode in the
0: 2018 remake right mike that's the that is the worst thing to come out about this right now i had no idea i thought at the very least we were yeah. tolerating this actress who hasn't been there, been in the spotlight for a while, who's terrible. She is the worst no, actress.
2: That's the whole thing.
0: <laughs> she's awful. It's,
2: it's what, yeah, Why like
0: am she, I even watching her if that's yeah. not the f- first person?
1: No, Marilyn Burns was the original yeah, Sally. No, she because away there, in this whole
2: movie. This whole movie is literally jumping on a trend. And so they were like, and that's where I, even when I was originally criticizing the trailer, people were like, well, it looks like they brought back the original actress. Like yeah. people were defending it because of that. Like they were giving this aging actress work or something. And I'm like, no, that's not what it was. And again, I'm not criticizing this actress for being involved i'm criticizing that they are portraying sally and oh yeah it's a cheap nah. it's a cheap
1: ploy yeah. and they know what they know exactly what they're doing and that like i don't even mind if you wanted to reintroduce sally with a different actress but she can't be the the laurie strode character. like she can't be the heroine at the end yeah if you wanted to have her in and then kill her off quick, she wasn't one she but, was yeah. she
2: was she was the fake out that's what she was and she was like she was just the remember me. No, why would I don't remember you? You know, it's <laughs> not, one, it's not you. Because y- you never once said your name was Sally. The he, they wouldn't. Re- he wouldn't remember. Okay, hang on, I'm getting ahead of myself. But first, I just want to <laughs> criticize the introduction of Sally in this movie. So she is a retired uh, Texas Ranger. That's what she did. She spent the last 50 years trying to hunt down the man who murdered her brother, her boyfriend, and her friends. Okay, and. Then when what ends up happening is that the kids go into the house to get down the Confederate flag. They find that someone's living there. She is an aging woman. She has a panic attack, a heart attack, something that causes her to throw up and then go down and she has to get medical attention because they stressed her out so much by kicking her out of her house because they're assholes. Mm-hmm. Because that's what this movie is, is Gen Z sucks. Because Gen Z is
1: awful. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. So then uh Bubba comes down and I'm sorry he's way too calm for someone who's a caretaker is like I don't know give me a grunt give me something not this <laughs> silent machismo whatever the fuck this was okay like give me something of personality for this man okay they go in the truck and then ruth who was dante's fiance is like someone has to go with them and you guys can't leave so she goes with the cops because they don't have an ambulance the cops go with them on the way out of town the woman dies There's this whole thing, there's a little bit of a standoff, and then all of a sudden, apparently, this woman died. Dying is the only thing that prevented Bubba from going on a rampage, apparently. Because, again, sure, we can say that this is... I don't know. I mean, yeah, because, like, the cop was threatened by him in the back, which is why he was, like, fingering his gun or whatever. And that's why he shot out and broke his arm and then killed him and then murked everyone else, okay? But like, I'm sorry, if this woman was going to be taking care of you, would you skin her face that quickly? Or would you pause and think about it? Because the way that they handle the face skinning in conjunction with her, with him going to her room, grabbing one of her dresses and holding it to himself, putting on makeup. It doesn't seem like he wants to be pretty. Wow, she was a beautiful woman who took care of me. I can still be like her. It's not like that. It is him desperately trying to bring her back to life, which mm-hmm. makes me think that he wouldn't skin her face so quickly. And then leave her propped up in the field.
1: Well, I didn't understand that that's the face that he was skinning at first, because that makes so little sense to me that he would like be that desperate to keep her alive and then assume Well,
0: I guess this is a face I could use now. I had no idea so, it was her face either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's disgusting. I am unwell. The movie, it's <laughs> her I am unwell <laughs> yeah. with swell. There I used my title from earlier.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. This this it's the grossest It's, it's her face. Why? Like, cause like, even if you, if the other movies make it look like, uh, so in, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning, which is the 2006 one, the face skinning, they give him a face, like he has some type of skin condition that makes his skin rot. And so the mask is to hide that. I don't like that version. I think he Ugh. just wants to be pretty and he wants to look nice and that's why he skins faces. But he skins Matt, uh, Matt Bomber's face because he thinks he's attractive. And so he's like, I can be attractive. So unless he's like, it implies that he thought this woman was beautiful or that she was a beautiful soul. Like there's something, like there, there's, there's, There's inklings of something, but with what they're trying to do, it doesn't work, you know? It it would make more sense if he went around, checked all the faces of everyone else around him. If he really desperately was trying to hide his face, then he checks the the cops. And then he sees the young 20-something hot blonde in the front seat, and he's like, oh, yeah her yeah. let's skin her f- like that would be more logical to me than him just killing the woman who's taken care of him for 50 years and kept him safe and sheltered and
0: the one thing she taught him was not to do any of this right so why would he just go against everything she yeah. ever taught yeah. him because she was the only person there's no
2: hesitation it. whatsoever yeah
0: No, it's it's a
1: a phenomenal point. Like, there's always been, and I have come around to the idea that he is uh, more of a, like, there's always been a subtext and a reason. It's like, there is this empathy you feel towards Leatherface in all the movies to an extent. I mean, to an extent you can feel empathy to a murderous psychopath because, like, he is just this misguided and obviously mentally deranged person under there. But, yeah, this Mm. is just a, a wild mishandling of that from, like, the jump, which is, shocking considering he's the only one that has any kind of character arc or characterization in this movie at all especially considering that you're supposed to feel nothing but empathy towards this version of the character because again Gen Z is clearly supposed to be the antagonists in this movie
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then but the reason I brought that up was because Ruth at the beginning is not dead she lives okay through the crash because they crash into a tractor in the middle of the field with the cops and the other cop got shot in the neck and he's not dead apparently but She is able to radio to try and get help and she says he's wearing her face and so the gas station attendant hears that and knows he's back and so he calls the rangers and says "Uh, get me Sally Hardesty okay and then we are introduced to Sally Hardesty and I'm sorry the least Reason. Okay, I hate this introduction for a character so much because, I'm sorry, if you survived a murderous cannibal family where they compared you and how they were going to kill you to the cattle that they consumed and how they kill cattle because the whole movie is, the original movie is partially a, a, a criticism of the meat industry and how literally crew members became vegetarians from working on that movie because of how it was done. Mm-hmm. And then you have her then be introduced as... Uh, like butchering animals as a character introduction. No. At the very logic, at the most logical response to surviving something like this, you're a vegetarian now. The end. Okay? (laughs) Like that's it. That's it. Goodbye. Maybe not vegan. Hell, maybe you're a pescatarian, but you're sure as shit not eating meat like that anymore. No.
1: Well, uh, yeah, you certainly wouldn't be uh, owning your own butcher house (laughs) considering the uh, the conditions you escaped from. Yeah.
2: So yeah, but that's how she's introduced and I just say no and then she's like, it's him and then <laughs> gets a gun <laughs> and then apparently knows because they know she was outside of Harlow, so that's where they're going. Is Harlow, so yeah, Harlow. Which, again, just because he's getting someone's face doesn't mean he's just gonna head back to Harlow. Because, especially later on, she says he's after you. Why would she assume that when she's talking he was to the two girls in the them? car? Yeah, I have so many issues with the character of Sally in this cuz I do think that like if again, if you survive something as brutal as that when you were that killed your brother in front of you and all this, the last thing and it's haunted you for 50 years, the last thing you're going to do is traumatize these two young women the same way you were traumatized. That's just not a lot. I'm saying that as a woman. You know, like like you would not do that to two young girls who have their whole lives ahead of them. Yeah. You wouldn't force them to be trapped in a car. That just would not happen. But America, okay. Even though uh, well, Bulgaria, I was just gonna okay, say, okay, I was so
1: just like... gonna say, I'm trying so hard to bite my tongue about the political slant of this. But yes, I think there is a lot that has
0: to do with that. I agree. She has him mm-hmm. dead to rights at the end. I know we don't want to skip to the end necessarily, but the Sally.
2: No, we can't. We can We're hopping around. I'm. She... I'm butchering this. Sorry, she guys. She
0: has him pinned with the shotgun. Number one, if you're if you're hunting Leatherface you don't have to reload you're talking about you're talking about Sally has him Sally pinned Sally has house, him right? pinned and she does and she wants mm-hmm. like the recognition she wants to, him to recognize doesn't she realize
2: well you see she didn't understand she didn't understand that his vinyl butcher apron was bulletproof and that's not her fault <laughs> okay she didn't understand that this was evil incarnate wearing someone else's face and that made him bulletproof and knife proof and chainsaw proof Who knows, okay? She had no way of knowing that, truly.
0: But there's a complete non sequitur. You're talking about in the house, right, Mike? I'm thinking, like, they confuse this movie with with Halloween. Like... Do do the filmmakers think? They're oh no, making this is this is, this is Bubba
2: Myers. That's who this 1,000%, is. thousand percent. This is yeah. Michael Myers. That's what this is. But no, he's she's outside. She's like shooting at him. I think he drops the chainsaw. There's something where she he's literally just standing there watching her, or she's standing between him and the car because. But the she's inside first. She has him so. at
1: gunpoint inside, mm-hmm. and it's like remember me. And then she's like, oh, you don't recognize me, and she just lets
2: him is walk that not in the off. Street? And then they go outside. <laughs> I thought that was in the street. I don't think.
0: No, they're inside and then they go out. Yeah. But, yeah, anyways,
2: yeah. yeah, she's like, she, yeah, she like lists off her friends' names and then she says, what's my name? Why the fuck would he know that? <laughs> like, he doesn't <laughs> give a solitary shit. He does not care.
0: Uh, f- remind me, though, does Leatherface like talk a lot in the original? At all. Nothing. No. So,
2: in the original, he's, 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 uh, he expresses not, himself. He's not, mute. he's not mute, but he's nonverbal. Right. So he's making sounds. He's like squeaking. Right. He makes oinking noises at one point. But he has ways of communicating that are frantic, but he's not vocalizing. So he's not saying actual words. He never, wa- like she doesn't say the name Sally. Yeah,
1: he, he expresses himself and he's communicative, but he doesn't speak.
2: yes. Because he has a personality in the original, anyway) <laughs> <laughs> I'm very protective of my slashers leave me alone <laughs> no
1: I, I think you're you have righteous indignation about this and like the way it wasn't helped out I think it goes back to Mike's point too the way they edited this is a mess because there is that inside I'm just gonna walk away from you go outside and then he's able to escape outside from her again by just like taking a left hand turn too this is so choppily done up never mind the fact that yes his vinyl butcher's apron is bullet- bulletproof as is the fact that apparently so are Sally's organs are chainsaw proof because she's able to fire that shot at him oh my God, and yeah. save Elsie Fisher after she's being hung up in the air at the end of his chainsaw through her guts? Uh,
2: that killed uh, <laughs> Dewey in... Uh, a knife was able to kill Dewey doing that same thing in, in Scream. And, <laughs> like, yeah that's that's one of my issues with modern horror is content like I can have suspension of disbelief over your kills and your injuries fine but it needs to be consistent throughout your movie okay so if a character is being gored with a chainsaw right a full
1: camp if you're gonna go camp
2: yeah like commit you can't just be like oh this one cut on the arm this kills this person but someone being gored with a flipping chainsaw that hit at least one lung yeah she can still (laughs) give off a witty one liner of advice and then also fire off a shot and then reload the gun for the girl who survived a school shooting
0: unbelievable literally
2: she's got a hole
0: she's got a she's got a hole through her torso straight through she
2: has a it's not even a hole it's a crevasse like you could see
0: through her and she's giving advice you
1: could see chunks of richter's brain is missing and he's trying to fondle his keys and give them to the girl under the bed she's a letter
0: uh letter uh G, never mind O. She's a letter G. Her torso is a letter G.
1: <laughs>
2: oh my God.
1: But that said, again, I'm frustrated. There's cool visuals throughout this. Like, that was a cool visual, her at the end of the chainsaw. Everything in the bus is a cool visual for a horror movie, even the pool of blood okay, coming out of the Was that a reference
2: door. to something else? I Mwah. recognize that scene of her being on top of his chainsaw over his head. What is that from? They were mimicking something else from another movie. And I can't remember for the life of me what it was. But it was reminiscent of something else. I'm like, where have I seen this before?
0: Halloween Kills. No, but it had, <laughs> he had to. Well, in one of these sequels, it had to be a, a whammy moment when Leatherface lifts, lifts somebody over their head. I think that's Leatherface's
1: fatality in the new Mortal Kombat video games.
2: This is dead by daylight, Leatherface. I, I swear to God, I think
1: that's his. I think that's his fatality because I know he's a downloadable character, and I think that's how they. That's how they. Uh, how mm-hmm. His special move.
0: If it's his special move, it has to come from a movie, right? This is where we run into
2: <laughs> yeah problems. Sorry. Okay. Ignore me. Ignore me being annoying. But no. But like I, so much of this, like there, were, like even just the horror, like there's a moment where Melody is trying to get out of the house after she has seen Leatherface kill Dante, or. They we, He was dead. I don't care how far he walked. That man was dead. Okay? I don't care how far... With half his jaw dis, uh, hacked off. No, that man is dead with how much blood he lost. I don't care. And then...
0: He's not walking so away. she
2: sees him yeah. whacking. Right, right. No. No. He's not coming to consciousness and getting up. No. And so... Uh, she sees Leatherface, so she goes and hides. Hides in the closet of the woman's room and that's how we see Leatherface putting on the makeup and holding the dress and all that stuff. Okay, which I get why they were trying to give it to us from her perspective, but it just... I don't know, I think it would have been more, I would have had more of an impact with it if it literally took the time to show him trying to bring this woman back to life in some weird capacity. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. but that that would have involved in any, any kind of understanding of his mental state, which this movie had zero of. They they th- they saw yeah, Leatherface no. as what I was arguing with you Leatherface was back in 2000 the 2006 movie. Like they just see him as Michael Myers. They see him as the this evil slash this
2: with crazy a chainsaw. Man.
0: Right. Exactly. That's like you said last night. Exactly. Which is ominous and scary.
2: She gets out of that room, gets to his room, I'm assuming, and hides under the bed cuz he's coming. And then starts breaking through the wall to get the chainsaw. Richter comes in because Dante managed to uh walk with half his face gone to run into Catherine and Richter. And so he runs in and she then moves. I'm sorry. The mirror thing was so stupid because I'm sorry, Bubba would have seen the mirror moving. That's just me, I'm mm-hmm. assuming. Like, whatever. But he doesn't realize there's someone under the bed. So then he kills Richter and like all this stuff goes and starts gassing up the chainsaw because you. that's how you load your ammo is you apparently get your chainsaw filled up out backstage or off screen, whatever the fuck. And so she's going through the creakiest house of all time. And then somehow Leatherface is able to, between her going over the banister and down, Leatherface is able to get from the back room to the landing of the stairs without her hearing him. No, I think that if you showed the creaking or of him frantically running after her, that would amp up the suspense and horror of that moment. So this is just me being a nitpicky backseat director because, oh my God, there was a way to make that not look stupid. I openly laughed at that scene of him at the top of the stairs before he shoves her down through the floor because it was just, it was... So poorly done. I'm sorry. I'm I don't
1: fine. think it's nitpicky at all because I think like I had the same reaction when she's crawling under the floorboards and he's doing the thing where he's. Oh, my God. and doesn't the, go to the itself. left
2: or right side. What? Yeah. Like like there's such an to easy way right you can make that.
1: You can shoot that to make it more horrifying and the tension ratchet up more. But it's like they just they they did not do that with this in a couple areas. And I think oh the scene you mentioned is, is one of those as well. This is it's a missed opportunity mm-hmm. until you get to the, the bloodbath and the bus where it's like, oh, that's kind of cool.
0: Well, like for slasher porn reason, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That's how they got this movie financed. Was they pitched the bus the bus scene? That's how I'm assuming it all went down. Yeah, they were like, "Listen, Leatherface, he's not dead. It's 50 years later. We bring back Sally because, of course, but then also, murder bus." <laughs> and they were like, "Here's here's a few million.
0: <laughs> I think the two old guys who, uh, the real trading places guys, the, the horrible people. Are uh, are financing this movie, and they pitched it to each other, and then they told the director <laughs> that's what they wanted. <laughs> yeah, we this want, was uh... we want woman under the bed. We mm-hmm. want uh, we want uh, shot in the cornfield. Maybe we had right. a whole sequence, and we want murder bus of bunch of hippies. hey, all of us in this room murder hate twenty year olds, right?
1: Let's kill them. <laughs> Let's make them the asshole.
0: I want Let's those kill. hippie freaks good done. <laughs> And yeah, they do that social media.
2: You know, those really vocal survivors of a, a school tragedy who watched their right. friends die. Let's just give, <laughs> let's let's empower them the way they should be empowered.
0: Yeah. More but guns. Like, oh, Ugh. yeah. No, this oh, is God. this movie's awful.
1: This is, uh, I feel grosser about the, the context surrounding this movie than I do about
0: anything I watched in this movie. I just feel gross. Yeah. I just feel gross. Unwell.
2: Okay, I have a question for you. I have a question for you. How did Melody get out from being pinned in the leg with a literal metal rod through her leg (laughs) through the car? And then she's able to walk zero problem and launch herself on top of 6'4 Leatherface. Yes,
0: yes. You have to become Uh, a letter G, or you could stay a letter O. Your leg's a letter (laughs) O. Because she had to pull back. It didn't hit the main artery. you got lucky. It had served no, there was no consequence
1: whatsoever to her because she's able to do that jump on him she's able to have the chainsaw to to give the uppercut at the very end to send him down to the sea
2: no see that was that was a writer getting what they wanted to have her apologize for doing something messed up like that that was a weird fanfic moment for someone because it's like uh i'm sorry about your mom that was really messed up what i did he's gonna kill me right now like there's it's so awkward because it's not even like there i don't know there was a way to do that but it was still really weird. And then also, I'm sorry, Lila grabbing the gun that she literally saw the man unload because it made her uncomfortable is very funny. And then being surprised that it's not loaded. It's like, did you load it? Probably not. <laughs> like, Great point. I did not think of that.
1: Literally- <laughs> you watched them. You watched him take the bullets out. Yeah, that's a, uh, yeah. Yes. So what, uh, fill me in on the Stinger scene. I didn't watch the post-credit scene because, no. He
0: walks home.
2: Okay, so I... He like, he literally, okay. And again, they could have, this could have been safe for me if he's literally dragging any of the bodies, the head that he just decapitated, literally anything. And I'd be like, oh yeah, he's back to cannibalism. I would have been like, fine, cool, whatever. But no, we don't get that. He's just carrying the chainsaw, walking back to his old home, back from the original.
1: What the fuck's the point of that?
2: Which I'm sorry, with what we, okay. If you think about in any recent years with with crime, anything that has happened where something terrible has happened in a house and they can determine all the bad things happened in this specific house, bodies were found, girls were assaulted, something horrible happened usually there's some type of something demolishing that house. The first thing they're going to do when they know people have been murdered and killed inside that house and then turned into furniture, I think they're going to blow up the house, just set it on fire. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the devil house. You know, like, they do something, you know? But, like, they're not just going to leave it standing and no one's going to go and live there because it does look like it's inhabited at the very end. But it's far it, away, so you don't really
1: it know. It would be hilarious if the sequel to this was just the zoning and board meeting about that town and what they're going to do with the house because there's been too much life loss and like it's like we have to have a vote and it's just this really procedural boring ass town meeting. I would be in favor of that as a swerve.
2: <laughs> no, 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 wait, wait. Can we talk about the ending of this movie because this is my favorite ending of all time. It's so funny. Mm. I have never laughed this hard at the end of a horror movie since the reveal of the go- of the lamb of the sheep man in lamb, okay? It's been a while. <laughs> Okay. Can I can I pitch this for the for the listener? Can I pitch this ending?
1: Go ahead. (laughs) Okay.
2: So the sisters are both alive despite one of them taking a pole to the leg and the other one taking a chainsaw to the calf, they're walking no problem. Mm-hmm. They are able to retrieve their keys and go to the Tesla that they that they rode into town on. They are somehow in good spirits, despite the fact that they may or may not have just killed a man and then also were almost murdered themselves and are both gravely injured, but we're not going to talk about that because then we don't get witty banter, okay? They decide to roll down the windows, open up the sunroof, of this Tesla and put it on autopilot mode because, hey, they've been running from a mass murderer the entire night. They're tired. They're going to fall asleep on the road out of Harlow. But, you know, it's fine. Then as they're talking, all of a sudden, Leatherface comes up, grabs Melody from the passenger seat by her hair, yanks her out of the window of the Tesla, and then Lila, instead of getting out of the car, stopping the car, anything, she pops up out of the sunroof, turns around, and sees Leatherface decapitate her sister and start waving her head around while she just cries while the Tesla slowly rolls out of Harlow at a anything but could be the opposite of a breakneck speed, okay? <laughs> because they can't do anything original so to, it's 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 a reference to the original ending but it's not well at all and it's the funniest thing of all time and it just makes me think that eventually tesla is going to have the same role that apple does where they will not let bad people involve like they they will not allow their cars to be used in the same way like in movies with like a bad person like how tesla won't let bad guys use apple products mm. or apple doesn't let bad guys use apple products like I feel like Tesla eventually is gonna be like, hey, our cars are actually really safe. You're not gonna get decapitated if you use them, even though that is something <laughs> they have issues with. But like you know, they don't want you. They don't want that. Probably like I'm assuming this was like a, I I think this was movie. This right wing movie was like, you know what else I hate? Fucking Teslas. Let's ruin <laughs> the image of them. Let's do that. Fuck those smart cars. Like that's what this is.
0: Mike, did you see that ending coming? Of course I did because uh, they always get up in the end right they always come mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. and uh, we didn't we didn't stand there ahead. for three minutes and watch and wait till he was drowned did uh how many <laughs> we didn't wait we didn't wait long enough clearly so of course we had an, uh, a, a one more scene but so
2: yeah the bullet the bullet the bullets to the chest the chainsaw the stomach uh drowning taking the last gap none of that was enough to kill him fine it's a horror movie but...
0: Of course. Of course. So, yeah, no, there's no way to finish this other than to say this kind of ridiculous. And he does his touchdown dance. He might as well have just spiked the <laughs> severed head. And then oh, That would have been, <laughs> <would've> been amazing. <laughs>
2: He throws it at the girl. He throws it at the sister <laughs> as she's is, wailing.
0: This is Bulgaria, Texas. Spike. Woo! <laughs> he throw,
1: Lambo. He throws it at Elsie Fisher and it goes through the sunroof and just lands in the passenger seat.
2: Wait, that would be... So, that. Okay, Ooh. see, that's a still, though. That's something that you'd be like, oh, yeah, they did this for a movie still. Where it just mm-hmm. it lands perfectly in the passenger seat the way that the sister was sitting.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I personally can't wait for the sequel. I don't know about you guys, but... Uh... I'm looking forward to it. Do you
2: genuinely think they're going to make... Okay, with all the issues they have with production and then also getting this distributed... Because I'm assuming they were going to try and do a, a theater release and then they were yes. like, yeah, this isn't going to work out. Let's just sell yeah. it to Netflix. Do you really think they're going to make a sequel? Well,
0: that's the thing. Will you believe the Netflix numbers mm. you're too forthwith if they make a sequel?
2: I mean, they just raise their prices, so who knows?
0: I don't... Why would you,
1: if Netflix comes out and is like, hey, 50 million minutes of this were watched in the last three weeks with like left handed people or something stupid like that, then yeah, I could buy in. Mm -hmm. But like, I can't, why would you bother making a sequel to this? Why wouldn't you just reboot the whole thing and just start over? Where do you go? Where's the sequel to this?
2: It's a origin story, I told you. Now we get to see him killing people. Maybe he just makes this family be a part, like, through fear and all of that. He just makes the family that's currently living in his old house be a part of his murder plot. Because he's going to turn them all into cannibals. I don't know, maybe he's. Maybe this is a single dad story arc where he kills the parents, and then, oh my god, there's a baby. And now he has a kid, and we get a single dad bubba. Maybe that's what we're getting. <laughs>
0: What if the old family's all still there and they're just all 100 years old and he's 80. <laughs> they're all 90s.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> these are all on the table, all these options. Uh, swell. Yes. Would you like to pitch yourself where people can find your work, please?
2: Um, If you want to hear me scream about this movie, I will probably be dropping a video on it. um, Coming soon on my channel, Swell Entertainment. You can find it on YouTube. I have my own podcast, Swell Shenanigans, new episodes every Wednesday. And I'm love you too, Golka, everywhere else. And thank you again for having me and letting me cut you guys off and yell about slashers for an hour and a half. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, we love having you on I can't wait till the next Awful horror movie And uh, we uh, we have to keep The train going Of the something Something well With Swell So that's It's perfectly fine with me I don't know what the next Awful horror movie on deck is Is there anything that's got Your eye in the future Coming up?
2: I mean I saw the trailer For X And I'm very intrigued By it But I also don't know If they're gonna do Supernatural horror Evil woman Old woman Or mental health Evil old woman So who knows How that'll play out That'll depend How they go about With the big bad In that movie
1: did you see the taking of Deborah Logan?
2: No, I don't believe so.
1: I got very taking of Deborah Logan vibes from the uh, the X trailer there. Okay. Just put that on your radar, but uh,
2: oh gosh, yes, I watched this years ago. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll yeah. rewatch it. and I'll get back to you because yeah, yeah, I'm assuming I'm. Assuming, it looks very the vibes look like it could be the visit. You know, M Night Shyamalan's mm-hmm. movie where they tried to do found footage, but they didn't do found footage. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had four. These kids had a four K came camera. <laughs>
0: It, here's the thing, guys. If all of Swell's movie review episodes, if all those movies get nominated for Razzie's, is that a spinoff? We're still an awards mm. podcast without the stuffiness, but it, it ties mm. back into the. It's just Razzie Hell with Swell. <laughs> or is Razzie's
1: like Well. With, down the Razzie Well with Swell? Yeah. Ra- that could work. Uh, guys. As always, we want to hear from you, dear listener. Did you sit through the Texas chain or no? I'm sorry, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. And if so, uh, what are your thoughts? Do you agree with what we said here? Do you disagree? Do you think it's going to be Oscar nominated? Because I know I certainly, after this conversation, am only more resolute in my opinion that it's going to be up there for something, no doubt. I, let us.
2: I don't even like you putting that out into the universe. I think <laughs> we're opening a, a seal of hell just vocalizing that thought. Ha, <laughs> ha,
1: we will see let us know all of that and well uh, let us know all of that as well as any other opinions thoughts comments or concerns you have about anything we do here in the mmo empire on our social medias mike mike and oscar on facebook and instagram at mm and oscar on twitter mike mike and oscar com, and on reddit we're available wherever you do hear podcasts and once you're done listening to us or swell on spotify or apple podcast if you would leave us both five star reviews if you appreciate what we do here we both would thank you very much for that michael Tell the good people what's coming next, and let's get some words of wisdom to get
0: out of here. We'll we'll actually have a bit of a transition from this episode back to the Oscars because we're going to do our Mike, Mike, and Oscars, which is our award show, which is mostly turned into goofy categories. It's like our Mm – yeah, we just have fun with it at this point. We had fun with it last year at the end of the season, and it's kind of removed from – the season itself where we just get goofy. So we'll do that and then we'll have a serious review of the Screen Actors Guild Awards with another guest uh, to kick off the f- the following week after that award show.
1: We oscillate. We keep everyone on their toes between seriousness
0: and uh No, we don't. No, we don't really, <laughs> but it, it's all lies. We just we're, we're fucking weird every episode now. That's what it is. It's your fault. I I had some credibility before we started and uh, mike you've 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 sapped it out of me there's no more credibility it's gone what i'm hearing is
1: thank you from you and you're welcome for doing that and and i do it again uh, guys <laughs> when reality sucks you can come watch movies of all types and characters with us we are mike mike and oscar trying to make award season year round without the stuff in swell thank you very very much for coming on again can't wait to do it again Buck.
0: thank you
2: thank you for having me